0: I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kind of Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name's Bailey Evan, and on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. I'm just going to go ahead and plug this all at the beginning because I've been forgetting, but I would love if you subscribe to this podcast, left a five-star review, ideally a written review, and just an update from last week, I... My stickers, they're almost in. My kind of cute stickers. And I swear, if you leave a written review, take a screenshot, DM me, I know this sounds like a lot of steps, but I swear it's really easy. DM me uh, where I can send the sticker to and a screenshot of your review. I will send you a sticker. It's as easy as that. And you can find me on Instagram at Bailey BaileyEvan, B A I L E Y E V I N, or at kind of cute podcast. And you can also find me at baileyevan.com and Bailey Evan on YouTube. Super easy to find me. Lots of ways to contact me. You can email me if that's easier. So I will be waiting for that to send you your kind of cute sticker which is going to be kind of cute. Uh I I'm going to Asheville, North Carolina this weekend, and if any of y'all have any wrecks, you can also slide into my DMs with that. It's my first time there, my parents have been before. I'm super excited. I still hope there's some you know, fall foliage around. Um, I also apologize if I sound like Gollum-esque this morning. I, for the first time, am recording this podcast in the morning instead of at night, so if you hear gulps today, it's coffee and not wine for a change. So that's refreshing. Um, last weekend was the weekend everyone celebrated Halloween I went out with my friend Megan uh, in Fort Lauderdale our other friends Emily drew and it was a good time I dressed up as the Kylie Jenner rise and shine meme I don't think anyone knew what my costume was except for one nice bartender who asked me if I was rise and shine and that made my night that was all I needed uh so what did you guys dress up as happy halloween it's ha- it's halloween today as i'm recording this i also did like a kind of podunk maddie perez costume last night which i think i'm gonna post on my instagram but like not my best work uh, mm, the little you know jewels on the eyes i kind of struggled with but you know i tried and i on another note to just really pivot again this whole intro has just been one giant pivot to the next um tomorrow the Shane Dawson conspiracy palette with Jeffree Star comes out uh for those of you who are not familiar Shane Dawson is a YouTuber Jeffree Star is also a YouTuber but also owns a beauty conglomerate basically an empire and he and Shane got together and did this collab on this makeup palette and I I don't know if i've really talked about it a lot on this podcast but i am a huge conspiracy theory fan like i was one of those psychos when i was younger i would research for hours like whether or not we actually did land on the moon like i like to think everything is not as it seems and you know what guys sometimes it's not so this palette it has a lot of kind of out there shades and as a girl who pretty much only owns things that are in the naked palette uh genre rainbow of eyeshadow colors i'm kind of excited to have a color that looks like flaming hot cheetos i don't know if i'm actually going to order it but i just wanted to talk about that and if you haven't delved into shane dawson's youtube videos yet i recommend it he makes very cinematic movies like for youtube especially like considering he doesn't have you know he doesn't have a whole team or money behind him he has a cameraman who helps him edit one of my favorites is the tanacon series Uh, I also love actually my probably my favorite is the original Jeffree Star series and then this newest one that came out is about the making of the palette and super cool to see behind the scenes and just how much money is in the beauty industry and I think that's relevant to this podcast because we do talk about beauty a lot and just seeing like the markup and the thought that goes into it from beginning to end I really enjoy. All right done with the intro on to our first article of today by our girl Marie Lodi. It's called, you can pry Paris Hilton's velour tracksuits from her cold, dead hands. Now, in an interview that just came out with The Guardian yesterday, Hilton said the following, When I go to a party, I love to be glamorous and go all out, I like to sparkle and feel amazing. However, my everyday wear is very comfortable. I love Juicy Couture's velour tracksuits, I probably own a 100 of them in every color. That's my uniform when I'm chilling at home or going to the beach, anything that doesn't involve a red carpet. Again, mind you, that was just published yesterday, and I love this. This is bringing me back the Kamora Lee Simmons baby fat vibes. Juicy Couture is still going strong. I, as I noted in an earlier episode, I dressed up my little dog and a Juicy Couture tracksuit. Adorable, uh, and tracksuits are really freaking comfortable. I totally support her doing this. And can we also? ruminate on the fact that she says she owns a hundred of them in every color I have a feeling that is not an exaggeration do you guys realize how much this girl is making from her DJ career one of my saddest moments is when I was in Ibiza and Ibiza and she was performing and I didn't go because how iconic like I just would love to see her DJ one day because the whole spectacle of it I, I really I really teethed on the whole Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian come up. You know, that pop culture 2009 vibe, that was my shit. That inspires everything I do today. So bow down to Paris Hilton for starting my (laughs) career in podcasting. Okay, on to the next article. Are these two British Bake Off sweeties dating by Bridget Reed? Now y'all, I don't know if you're into Great British Bake Off like I am, but if you're not, it is the most wholesome show on television. Now to yet again pat myself on the back for being ahead of the TV trend. I used to watch this before it was on Netflix, and I would find like the YouTube videos, they were such bad quality, it was like, just fan uploads of the show, and obviously this violated copyright, so a lot of times they would get taken down, and I couldn't actually watch the whole season because I would just have to scrounge for like whatever episodes I could find. So Great British Bake Off being put on Netflix was really a game changer for me. And uh, this past season, I really liked a lot of the contestants, and two of my favorites were Henry and Michael. Now, there's a lot of rumors and even some compelling evidence that two of those two of my favorites are dating. Now, my one theory is that they're completely pulling an Anthony slash JVN on us. You know how they love to play and act like they're dating, but they're really not. Uh, the two men from Queer Eye. But you know what either way i'm i'm living for it and um henry is my absolute favorite from this season after he got voted off the next week everyone wore ties in his honor because he would always wear ties and if you're if you're really not familiar with this show it's basically a cooking show where each week they're given uh, an assignment like patisserie and they have three challenges the first one um I forget what they call it. Shoot, I'm going blank. But it's like they make a little thing. And then the next one's technical where they, they're they given an assignment and they all have to make the same thing without a lot of uh, instructions. And then the third is a showstopper where they go all out and do a huge – But what separates this from, you know, Food Network shows or a lot of other food competition shows is the spirit of camaraderie. You'll see almost every episode that the contestants are helping each other. They're not cutthroat. Everyone really wants the best for everyone. They have a great friendship. And that's what I like about it. And I, I was scared when Mary Berry, who used to be the uh, one of the judges, stopped doing it because she's the best. Mary Berry is a national treasure and she's not even American. But she got replaced with Prue and I actually like Prue too. She's no Mary Berry, but she fills the void that I was scared I was going to miss. Okay, so, so back to Henry and Michael. People are really just losing their mind over the fact that they could be dating. And... Um, I I unfortunately spoiled the season for myself as I was trying to do some investigative work for you guys. So that's a bummer because it doesn't come out in the U.S. until Friday. And I was just looking at Michael's Instagram, trying to do a deep dive, and he spoiled the show. So not great for me. Uh, But that's what happens, I guess. So... The, the things that are making people say that they're in a relationship are these Instagram photos that I think were taken by one of the contestants, Alice, and it shows Henry embracing Michael from behind as he's cooking. And then there's another picture of Henry kissing Michael on the cheek. Uh... There's a tweet from Michael where he's congratulating Henry's run on the show with Salt and Pepper lyrics. What a man! What a man! What a man! What a Madigan man. Um, he then Henry tweeted one that says one of the finest men with a with a heart next to it. And I again I tried to deep dive i looked on comments of facebook groups i'm in because other people were very fascinated with this and i could not find anything conclusive one person thought that henry is too religious to openly be gay which uh fair i that could be the case i guess um but it seems like he's comfortable with his, you know, he, he, there's pictures of him literally kissing Henry on the cheek. So maybe it's unfair to say that he's too religious to embrace his sexuality. I would just like to know if anyone has inside scoop, gets the bottom of this. Uh, when I texted my sister about this, she was like, bit of an age difference uh, because one of them is 20 and one is 26. I don't think that's too inappropriate. But then when I think about it, I'm six years difference from my sister and it is a little bit of an age difference for sure. All right, moving on, we have another one of the I think about this a lot articles and we've done these before. It's when. A person from the cut talks about a meme a video something that happened a long time ago that they just can't get out of their head and this week's is vin diesel's weird dance to katy perry now this movie came back in 2014 it was a video that vin diesel posted to his facebook page and he's dancing to katy perry's dark horse in the beginning and The beginning looks like, you know when you're warming up for a bar class and you have to do tiny circles with your arms? So it starts out like that, and then it turns progressively more Magic Mike with some weird tongue out moments. and. Kind of you know propositioning the camera, and then it abruptly switched to to weird dad moves, and he vacillates between being really close to the camera and then farther away. And there's also inexplicably a mic in the background, like a mic on a stand that he occasionally goes and lip syncs into, I guess. And I have to say, I was also disconcerted by how big he smiled at the Jeffrey Dahmer line in Dark Horse. A little creepy. in some ways, this whole thing reminded me of one of Noah Centineo's weird Instagram stories where he bizarre car dances. I mean, maybe Vin Diesel ran so that, oh, I totally fucked up that joke. I meant to say maybe Vin Diesel walks so that Noah could run. But, anyways, uh, it's also weird because he chops up parts of the song and then like repeats them. And then he switches to surfboard by Beyonce. And then we get some robotic cheerleader penguin moves. And the weirdest part is that in the middle of this uh, this dancing video that's over seven minutes long, he takes a break to say that his film Riddick is number one in the DVD charts. And now as the cut notes, it says, if you watch the whole thing hoping for some sort of conclusion, there isn't one. Vin Diesel told you he loves music and that's all you get. Seven and a half minutes of Vin Diesel loving music. Now, I want to know if Vin was on some drugs. Was he high? And I thought another interesting part of this this article was that he had 63 million likes on his Facebook page. And he says that Facebook used to ask him to come to their office and explain what the fuck he was doing and how he had so many fans and he says Facebook really owes me billions of dollars and he attributes this kind of fame to just the fact that he's real with his followers and that he was kind of one of the first celebrities to do that and I don't know if that's true but overall very interesting very weird I feel bad for this poor man who wrote this article who continually thinks about this video because oftentimes I would tell you guys to go watch this so you get the full context but I think you can skip this one because it was seven minutes of my life I can't get back And on a darker note, I want to discuss something that I can't stop thinking about, and that is the video of Trump and Melania giving out candy at the White House. Now this you have to go watch, because there is this poor child in a minion costume, it's an inflatable minion costume, very cute, but he has a candy bag and he has arms and he's holding the candy bag, and instead of putting the candy bars in his hand or in his bag they put it on this poor child's inflatable head and the candy bars just slide off and onto the ground or into another girl's bag she comes and she kind of swoops them up and it's like a conveyor belt. Like these kids don't get a chance to come back and get more candy. They're just passed on like a freaking factory conveyor belt. And that poor minion. Not only did Trump put the candy on his head, Melania put the candy on his head too. And it is just so socially awkward and weird. I need you guys to watch. <sighs> okay, we have another Bridget Reed article. And this is from my friend Liz, who alerted me to this, and it's called, We love and support this grim office worker of the future. It says, office workers scrolling through Twitter on Friday grew suddenly alarmed when an article designed to scare them into buying ergonomic furniture began making the rounds. Life-size model shows what office workers might look like in 20 years. It said, accompanied by a photo of a hunched-over fake woman named Emma. Emma was the result of a study commissioned by British office equipment company Fellows, and she has several attributes that are meant to emulate the result of bad posture, furniture, and habits. A permanently bent back caused by sitting for hours in bad positions varicose veins from poor blood flow, a rotund stomach caused by a sedentary position, dry and red eyes from long hours staring at a computer screen and other health conditions. Now, obviously, we have to acknowledge that this was done by a company who is trying to sell furniture. So there's a reason behind their madness. But what Liz and I were commenting on was the scary reality of this poor Emma's uh, general atmosphere. I myself have some really obvious veins that i just self-tan the shit out of in an attempt to cover them my posture is awful i have like i can already see oh i'm sorry i just cracked my neck just thinking about it but my neck is like in a constant kind of hunched over manner i have like the little bump on the back that emma has just to a stronger degree i'm poor as hell unless i don't uh self-tan myself i had to get lasik because my eyes were wrecked since the age of eighth grade but let me tell you five years of Staring at a computer screen and legal documents was not doing it any help. Uh, My stomach is fairly rotund. So, you know what, Emma? (laughs) I can relate. I'm already there, honey. I don't need to be 50 to get to your point. But as the cut remarks, great red nail polish, Emma. It goes with that red patch of eczema on your inner elbow. And at least I also keep my nails done. Mine are white, uh so not matching the eczema on my my scalp that I have really but actually yeah it does it matches the dandruff on my scalp so <laughs> point one for me um again y'all like I said I'm already there I'm at Emma's point can y'all just spread the word about the kind of cute podcast so I don't have to stare at legal documents all day I beg of you save me from this fate And uh, there was a comment on this article that I thought was kind of funny. It says, fear mongering via an ad brought to you by a British office equipment company. So if office workers don't have access to costly ergonomic equipment, they're trying to scare them by offering a grim depiction 20 years in the future. Again, commenter, I I applaud you for maybe having a job where you don't have to sit at a computer all day, but I don't think this is a depiction of 20 years in the future. I think it's very much the now. All right, on to our last article of the day. I just needed one little halloween article to throw in since it is halloween and this one's called elizabeth holmes accused of yet another crime a black turtleneck shortage by amelia pacharka and it says on monday quartz writer daniel wolf reported that all unique stores within a 40 mile radius of his bay area zip code seemed to be sold out of long sleeve black turtlenecks which he needed for his costume Now, the twist is that Wolf was trying to dress up as a bumblebee. But the reason, supposedly, that all of the turtlenecks were gone is that everyone and their mother is dressing up as Elizabeth Holmes. And I don't blame them. It's a freaking easy costume. If I was blonde, sign me up. Uh, And (laughs) I just love the story of Elizabeth Holmes. I have been fascinated. I remember my mom coming to me years ago and being like, Bailey, there's this company, it's called Theranos, it's gonna change the world, this girl is so young, she's she's already a billionaire, and now look how the mighty have fallen, and as we've addressed here, for some reason, we love a scam story, so, people dressing up as this seems really right. I would love a picture of someone dressed up as Caroline Calloway, uh, Billy McFarlane from the Firefest fame, Elizabeth Holmes, Anna Delvey, all together. Like, that would be an iconic group photo, even though, as I've already said, I don't think Caroline Calloway is a scammer. I don't think she belongs in that group, but she has a sense of humor about the whole thing, so why not? All right, guys, we are on to legit shit for this week. I am so sorry. I failed to give you guys a legit shit last week. And for that, you're getting two this week, baby. So my first one is Pharmacy Green Clean. This is a facial cleanser. It's kind of like a balm consistency. And there's a limited edition cherry one right now that just smells like cherry marzipan. So go out and get that. I highly recommend. So what you do is you take just a little bit of the balm and you rub it on your face dry and it literally melts off your makeup. But even if you don't wear makeup, even if you're a man, I would highly suggest this just for like cleansing your face. It's great. It makes your face feel clean, but not tight. Have I talked about this before on the podcast? I feel like I'm literally like the apostle for this freaking green clean thing shit so go out and try yourself some it smells delightful it has clean good ingredients and it's just a great product i recommend it to everyone and everyone who like borrows some and uses it goes out and buys it because it's that good my second one are these colored drippy candles so they look white on the outside but when you burn them they drip all of these different colors and they look so cool when you put them in like a wine bottle i use them at my party but they'd be so good for just like the spooky season. And I realize I'm giving this to you on literal Halloween, but Amazon Prime, that shit, get it for you this weekend and you won't be disappointed. Remember guys, please leave that five-star review, written review, so you can get your kind of cute sticker. They'll be so cute. You can put it on your hydro flask like a visco girl. All right, until next week, I will see you. Bye.